0: Here we go. Yeah, Berlin. Right. Okay, here we go. Today is December 4th, 2023. I'm David Berlin. This is the Blockchain Journal podcast coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts. Right now, the Boston Institutional Digital Assets Forum is holding its end-of-year event. Standing with me, uh, one of the speakers at the event is Pat Lavecchia. He is the CEO of Oasis Pro. Pat, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast.
1: Thank you for inviting me, David.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you. So uh, you were speaking rather eloquently about one of the challenges in enterprises when it comes to educating the executive ranks about blockchain and cryptocurrency. You mentioned a disconnect that happens at the CEO level, and you talked about blockchain's not necessarily crypto, crypto's not necessarily blockchain. So could you expand on that a little bit?
1: Sure, well, crypto needs blockchain, right, in order to succeed, but blockchain is its own technology at the end of the day. It has a numerous amount of use cases. Uh, Ledger technology, DLT is what it's called. And what's happened is we're, we deal with very large firms, enterprise firms and global finance firms. And the disconnect is that at the C-level suite, this is a very small piece of their focus right now. They see it coming, but they, they really don't focus on exactly what blockchain is. And it's getting co- um, completely conflated with crypto. And crypto is all bad news. There's Binance, there's FTX, there's Three Arrows, there's Luna. So at the C-suite level, what we've seen is millions of dollars have been invested in it without much success overall. Now, that's a broad generalization. And then they see all this bad news come out about crypto, and they view blockchain and crypto as one and the same.
0: Yeah, so that's definitely a problem because they're not necessarily one and the same. When somebody asks you the question, well, how are they different? What's your
1: answer? So, great question. Well, block- blockchain, I'll focus on blockchain. Blockchain is just technology. So what we do is digital assets, real world assets, digital securities. And when you press the button today and you trade a stock, do you really know what's happening behind the scenes? There are all these going back decades processes in place. Well, eventually, blockchain can handle all that. And blockchain is is mentioned because of crypto today but at the end of the day blockchain is going to be part of all our lives because it's really a ledger and if you think about anything with a ledger trade finance, stock trades, um, a whole royalty streams, provenance on luxury goods that can only utilize the blockchain. So that's really what blockchain is. Crypto, depending on what it is, could be a commodity, could be a utility, it could be a security. So crypto is completely separate, but utilizes blockchain in order to function.
0: I have this theory that if you talk to CEOs and executives in terms of dollars and cents, it'll get their attention. If you could improve the bottom line in some dramatic way. And so when I think about the role that blockchain can play, particularly when it comes to to the trading of uh, cross-border payments or something like that. You think about the traditional finance rails out there and the volume of activity and the cost of that activity, right? You scale it to some crazy number, because it is a crazy number if you think about international activity. Um, You're talking about billions, trillions of dollars just on the cost alone, never mind the fact that it's... Not 24-7. It's whenever the institution is open. And uh, never mind the fact the settlement time is typically, you know, two or three days or something like that. Longer.
1: It's longer internationally. SWIFT can be two weeks with utilizing blockchain using stable coins, which is like the currency piece. It could be seconds.
0: Right. So why don't we just shift the conversation when you're talking to a CEO and say, okay, here, what this is, it's a way to dramatically reduce our costs, increase our speed, provide better customer service, and at the end of the day, probably save
1: trillions of dollars. That seems to be the sort of thing that would get the CEO's attention. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But there's an uh, there's a, uh, a um, integration cost tied to that to move from legacy Uh, legacy mainframes, which we all know about, go back to the 70s or 60s, to blockchain. Blockchain doesn't need legacy mainframes. Everything's in the cloud. So that transition is somewhat time-consuming but expensive as well to basically uh, completely move off of legacy. So what, what I see is there's going to be a mirroring So there's going to be blockchain verticals within a large organization. And as those use cases and beyond that, and I'm not talking about, like, proof of concepts, beyond that, commercializations, as those cost savings you refer to start being realized, then it will be quickly rolled out to all the other verticals.
0: For sure. So uh, you think about, um, you know, in general the reduction of that cost, and the integration, which I know is more of a front-end thing. You spoke about integration when you're on the panel. Um, We're definitely seeing that, too. You know, like what I mean by we uh, at Blockchain Journal, you see um, there's no uh, easy button. You can't get one solution. There's no turnkey solution. So your uh, enterprises, in particular, are forced to just kind of build their own thing. I think you talked about that the Monetary Authority of Singapore and Project Guardian, and when you look at that, it's really a patchwork quilt of a lot of different technologies that had to be brought together. You need a lot of people at those companies who know what the heck they're doing, what blockchain is about, to make it work and make it work securely. Right? What do you tell companies uh, when they're embracing those technologies how to best manage the risk? So what I'm thinking of is like what standards right now matter? I think about I'll I'll give you one. The EVM, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, I think uh, you know chains that are EVM compatible offer the the best uh, risk management in terms of portability. Oh, my code! I became dissatisfied with this one chain. I have all this investment in code. How do how do I move to another chain that I think is better? Well, okay. Well, if you're on Solidity and the EVM, you can move more easily. Mm -hmm. So. There are standard all sorts of standards like that that could matter. What what, is, what comes to the top of your mind?
1: Well, I I don't think that's going to be a, a bit as big of an issue in the future. The Project Guardian we were involved with, with J P Morgan and um, and Apollo, involved the Onyx blockchain, a bridge Axelar, to a Rust Move based blockchain, Provenance. So. I, I think there are going to be multiple chains available. And then eventually, and Wormhole is doing this, interoperability amongst all of them. So I agree today the risk is mitigated, uh, mitigated with the EVM. But over time, there's going to be interoperability amongst all of them.
0: Okay. Well, Pat Levecchia, CEO of Oasis Pro, thank you very much for joining me here on the
1: Blockchain Journal Podcast. Thank you again. Nice talking to you. Appreciate it. Beautiful. All right. Is thank that you, all right? That was great. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, it great. No. So let's see. But I'd like to get on your mailing list, etc. Yeah, yeah, we don't have a mailing list okay. yet.
0: Um, you
1: know, uh, we we we
0: we toy around with that idea.